Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I'm going to let you into a little secret. Sometimes I like to walk around my house and put a wig on and pretend I've got hair. If you like my body and... Ah! Oh, wait, that wasn't it. Just ignore that you never saw it. <laughs> Delete that from your memory. Use the men in black fatty thing. My secret is... I think this Biltus Vavasius has been very good. Like, it's just so weird. We had a tweet go out there randomly saying, oh, hey, here are the Survivor Series Raw and SmackDown teams. And WWE, who sent the tweet, have gone out of their way to just completely change all of those teams. Point is, I don't get it. My name is Simon from What Culture, and we did just have the go-home show for Survivor Series. Although you never would have known it was the go-home show for Survivor Series, but was it any good? Does it get an up? Does it get a down? Thankfully, that's the name of this show. So let's up those downs for Raw. Continuing on my hate for this pay-per-view, I'm just going to get it out there. I don't think Survivor Series should be brand versus brand anymore. Like, they're not competing for anything. And as Becky Lynch said this week during an interview, why don't we just have a banana? I mean, she was joking, but I am well up for that. We can have the golden banana. And if Raw wins or SmackDown wins, you get the golden banana. And then you can just go and use it as a weapon. Thankfully, when it does come to Big E, he has proper motivation with his match for Roman Reigns because it will be champion versus champion. Because our tribal chief, oh Roman, we love you, has basically spent the last couple of weeks absolutely decimating the New Day. This is how Raw kicked off too with an opening show promo. And thank goodness it is Big E in this role because he came out and he was like, Roman, I see what you've been doing. And when we get to Sunday, I'm going to kick your ass. He also promised to put the entire bloodline in hospital beds. And I'm sure this was a verbal typo. And what he meant to say was local medical facility cots. And as soon as he had said that, because he had mentioned Kevin Owens, well, out came KO. I am really enjoying this feud though, because Kevin basically told us, look, I tried to tell you all I was a nice guy, but you all wanted me to be an absolute dick, so I decided, why fight it? I may as well just be a massive penis. But also, Big E, look at my win-loss record ever since I came back to Raw, 
I have won nothing, and it's all because of you. Biggie then decided he was going to put a beating on Owens, but before he could do that, the Usos just magically appeared from nowhere, because of course it is Survivor Series time, so all of a sudden you're just allowed to jump ship. As Jimmy and Jay also threatened RK Bro, it was Riddle who came out to make the save, and then Sonya Deville followed, and she was all like, oh man, I can't believe what's going on, so I'm going to do something completely unprecedented, and I'm going to make a tag team match. I was like, that better be a joke, Mr. Bill, because I'm sorry, Teddy Long was doing this all the time. So yes, it is a shame that WWE just has a pattern they keep going back to, but Biggie really good, Kevin Owens really good. Like I say, I'm enjoying that program, so it can have it up. It also meant that our first match was the Usos taking on Big E and Riddle, and I was kind of excited about this, because I was like, well, there's a pairing I never thought I'd see. And then it got taken away from me in two and a half minutes because of a DQ. Down. And it all came down to the fact that Seth Rollins had walked out to be on commentary. And after Big E had thrown an Uso into him, which is a real sentence I just said, everybody started to fight, so it became a disqualification, bring down the board. And it rolls up to 63. And I swear, WWE getting more obsessed with these than ever. Randy Orton then appeared afterwards to give an RKO to Jey Uso. So you know what happened then. It became a six-man tag team match. And I actually shouted at my TV because I am a massive nerd. Why didn't you just do this to begin with? At least this one was fun though, and it got a bunch of time. I would watch all of this apart from the ending though, because I don't really know what was going on here. Because basically, after a good old little war, Seth Rollins just found Riddle and went elbow, 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 and then hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and got the honestly out of nowhere three. I mean, we did get about 10 minutes of fun, but when it was done, I just went fun and did that shrug emoji because I didn't know what else to do. Biggie then grabbed Jay Uso by the beard afterwards, which is another tremendous sentence to say, and said, you tell Roman Reigns I'm coming for him at the weekend. And he gave Jay the big ending, and I'm excited about that match. Even though I know deep down in my tum-tum that Roman Reigns is going to win. We do have to say that the Bill for Survivor Series has been so messy this year, though. Mostly because it feels like a massive afterthought. Interview with Bianca Belair next, and she was telling Doudrop, oh, I'm going to find you and we're going to have a match. When Tamina, what's that, hey, there's nobody Mina, walked up and said, no, you should fight me instead. So Bianca went, okay. That's what happened. We also zoomed to Kevin Owens here, who was being full-on bad guy, which is what he said he was going to do. He bumped into Finn Balor. Finn Balor was like, well, I was going to take on Seth Rollins, so why don't I fight you instead? And then I did a little bit of a dance, because I want that match. But then fear struck me, because I was like, oh, it's going to end in a DQ or a distraction. But thankfully, it actually didn't. We'll talk about it later. Bianca Belair then did indeed defeat Tamina. And I did the rounds and no, there's nobody meaner. I mean, it was fine. It was okay. There's not much to say about it. Bianca Belair did win with a KOD, which looked really impressive on Tamina. Not going to make a meaner joke here. I feel like I've done enough. That's about it. I suppose it could have an up. Inoffensive. The whole point of it, though, is that Dewdrop could come out afterwards and say, Bianca Belair, I don't like you anymore. So after our Survivor Series match, I'm going to be looking for you. Bobby Lashley did this later as well. It's like, what do you mean you're going to be looking for her? If you just had a match, she's going to be right there. She's probably going to be looking back at you. And to be completely honest with you as well, this whole do drop heel turn and then feud into Bianca kind of does feel like it just came out of nowhere. I get it at all. It's got to get down. Becky Lynch was out next though and everybody cheered her. 
So that experiment has gone very well. As ever, big time, Bex is just great. And she was all like, I'm going to take on Charlotte at the pay-per-view because it's champion versus champion. And we used to be best friends. And now I hate her. So I shall beat the piss out of her. And I really don't want to see a match that ends with someone having the piss beating out of them. I mean, I thought WWE was meant to be PG. Much like Biggie in the opener, this then transitioned into focusing on Becky Lynch's current feud on Raw, which of course is with Liv Morgan. And she came out all like, oh, Becky, I used to look up to you, but now I think you're a piece of trash, which is why when we fight, I'm gonna become the brand new women's champion. And you could have called all of this too. Becky said that Liv Morgan was irrelevant. So Liv Morgan said, well, you're a bitch. So now this feud is super serious. And when Becky went to attack her, Liv Morgan got the upper hand, which actually was appreciated because you know what happens in WWE sometimes, the heel just lays waste to the baby face and makes him look like a loser. So this was all the right stuff to do. It was very easy to watch. Again, Becky Lynch is just very, very good at what she does. The whole tease of RK Bro disintegrating then continued too, and I am enjoying this muchly because Randy was all like, what are you doing, Riddle? I don't want you to be a hero. All I want to focus on is these tag team titles, and you keep putting that in jeopardy. Riddle took this to mean that Randy didn't care about him, so Orton stormed off, and I really hope WWE sees what they have here. It should be Riddle that one day punches Randy Orton right in the mouth, and it's not like it wouldn't be justified. Randy being a little bit of a dick. Given that the Street Profits then found Riddle to hype him up, it was then the Street Profits taking on the Alpha Academy. I actually really enjoyed this, it was quite fun. Up. Now I swear I've seen this around about 692 times, but look, if Chad Gable is gonna get on my TV, I will celebrate that however I can see fit. Although this time, we actually did a lot with Otis, in the sense he was the big man that can't be moved. But eventually he lost his temper and he grabbed the Street Profits and he threw them into the barricade. And as always, that is a spot that we are now getting every single week on Raw to the point I'm pretty sure somebody in the back thinks, well, if we don't do the barricade spot, the human race will die out. My word, somebody get it in. We also had one of those ridiculous dives by Montez Ford that will have you crying because you're never going to be able to do it. And once again, it kind of had a little bit of a miffy finish. Because Gable went to do a flying cross body, he went hurling into Ford, who kind of reversed it into, I suppose, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. It was at least a variation of, and he scored the one, two, three. I think it was just one of those times when a big move would have been better. But you know, WWE, they have their ways. Adam Pearce is now just a bad guy too. Like at first, I thought he was just being an authoritative guy after he had banished Brock Lesnar. But now, nope, he being an idiot. So when Rey Mysterio found Adam and said, look you, damn it, we had a verbal agreement that Dominic Mysterio could be in the Survivor Series match and you took him out, Pierce went, don't push me, brah. And because you have, later on, you're going to be fighting Bobby Lashley in a match. This gets more stupid later, so we'll just talk about it later. Before that, we just had the most random match ever because it was Zelina Vega taking on Nikki Ash, all because WWE a couple of weeks ago realized, oh man, we don't have any tag teams. We just threw some people together. And you couldn't even get excited about this because it barely went two minutes. And honestly, I kid you not, Nikki Ash got distracted by nothing. Carmella was just on the outside of the ring where she had been for the entirety of this fight. But at one point she was like, oh my God, it's Carmella. What am I gonna do? And because she did that, Zelina Vega then hit the code red and she got the one, two, three. So this was something brand new 
distracted by nothing. It was like, if I'm talking to you now, and all of a sudden I go, bah, and I don't explain what happened, you will think I'm a strange guy. And I don't see any ghosts around here, so what am I doing? It also means we bring down the distraction board that goes up to 119. Very unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get to 150, but hey, we tried, and then magically, Rhea Ripley versus Carmella. And you already knew what was gonna happen here because WWE is in love with 50-50 booking. So after around about five minutes, Rhea Ripley hit the riptide, one, two, three, and this story hadn't progressed at all because we had just balanced out the victories. And I'm sorry, when you do do that, you must get her down. Adam Pearce then used Brock Lesnar as a threat. What? Do you not remember what you did to him? And if you did call up Brock and say, oh, Lesnar, I need your help, he would just go, I ain't coming to Raw, flub off. But as Ads was speaking to Big E backstage, he did say, look, we've got Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens later, and if you get involved, two words, Brock Lesnar. And unfortunately, at this stage, I realized what Adam Pearce was saying is that he would find Big E, and I got really upset for not getting it round one. Seth Rollins then promised to lead Team Raw to victory at Survivor Series, although why he'd care, I don't know, because the Golden Banana isn't up for grabs. But then it was Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. I just give him a round of applause. They are so flipping good. I should have said it was Finn versus Kevin having a fight because that always makes it sound like two dudes from accounting going at it. And while it is a little bit of a shame that Finn Balor is always used as the make weight in other people's feuds, I don't really care anymore because I just want to see him wrestle. I mean, seriously, who better than the Prince? And it's the same with Kevin Owens. They just went nuts for 12 minutes and some of the back and forth here, like Finn Balor hit a sling blade, so Kevin Owens hit a super kick. And then when KO went to powerbomb Finn onto the apron, he was able to reverse it and they were just punching each other in the face. Bravo. Owens also got drop kicked into the barricade, so I've got to feel sorry for that guy again. And there was an awesome near fall after Finn Balor had gone from the coup de grace. Kevin Owens had got out of the way and hit the pop-up powerbomb. I was having a good time. I swear Finn was just desperate to hit anything off the top rope, so once again he climbed the turnbuckle, but Kevin knocked him off, he hit the stunner, he got the one, two, three, and I almost screamed out loud, WWE, why can't you do this for everybody? Kevin Owens got a strong win, now I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe he'll win the WWE title, which he won't. I would say as long as Finn Balor gets a win later on, it will be fine, but he probably won't do. But still, pick a winner and go with it. It then turned out it was going to be AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Dirty Dogs. So I pondered, does that mean AJ Styles and Omos are good guys now? And I don't think anybody knows. AJ was here cutting a promo though, telling us how cool they both were, and that if Omos is Loki, he would be the Iron Man to his Loki, but Iron Man and Loki hate each other, so I can only presume that one of these dudes is about to turn heel. We then got right into this match, and if you can believe it, it was an utter destruction. Like, it couldn't have gone more than three minutes. Omos was in there for the vast majority, and he just absolutely murdered Dolph Ziggler, and he absolutely murdered Bobby Roode, to the point I actually quite liked it. He soon tagged in AJ Styles, who hit the phenomenal forearm on Dolph Ziggler to get the victory. But honestly, I get it. So many people out there are like, almost oh, don't do anything. He just walks around. But that's all I need. I have flippy dippy doodah guys for days over multiple promotions. If you want to go a little bit old school here and there, I'm fine with it. And again, because they were so dominant, it's made my eyebrow go up and go, well, I wonder what's next. That's all I need. Nice and simple stuff. 
up. Barbie Lashley then got mad that Dominic Mysterio used to be on the Survivor Series team. And I was like, Bob, calm down. He ain't even on the team anymore. You don't have to worry about it. And then warned everyone he's not a hard man to find. And I was like, yeah, I know, Lashley. You literally right there. This, of course, was a setup to our main event, which was Bobby Lashley taking on Rey Mysterio. And I suppose it was fine. That sounds like a criticism, but it didn't really click in the way you thought it would click. And it was basically Rey Mysterio getting beaten up for ages, but it was okay. I wasn't upset by this, so we could have it up. And yes, like I say, it was mostly Bobby just absolutely wrecking Rey before he had his big comeback, but then he jumped right into the hurt lock, meaning Rey Mysterio had to tap out. That was the end. I assume Raw would just end at that point, but this is because I'm a moron. And those Survivor Series tweets then came back to haunt us one more, but this time it also created a massive plot hole. Because as soon as we were done, Adam Pierce walked out and went, Oh, Ray, I'm so sorry because you lost. You're not allowed to be on the Raw Survivor Series teams ever. This is when Austin Theory got in there. He beat up Ray. So Adam Pierce then went, But I tell you who shall be on the Raw Survivor Series team? Austin Theory. And I was like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We took Dominic off the team because he wasn't a former world champion. And now we put Austin Theory on the team, who is not a former world champion. And I get it, I get it, I get it. Adam Pearce is meant to be the bad guy now, but you have to have justifications in your actions. Otherwise, why don't you just do whatever you want? Why don't you make a sock the WWE champion? Yeah, but a sock doesn't even move. It's an animate object. Yeah, but who cares? We're not worrying about sense. So this whole thing, ever since those social media posts, has just not been very good and it's got to get it down. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw, and it's yet another show where some of the bits are really good, but some of the other bits are just an absolutely fumbled mess. However, it is a positive Pete show, and everything with Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Big E is proper, proper interesting, so I'm giving it up. Does it deserve an up? No, it doesn't, but again, it's nice to be nice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.